what's up what it is and welcome to episode two of the Diglo podcast show it's your favorite first round draft pick d'angelo stevenson and before i swing into things i want to give a sincere apology for the extended delay from episode one up until now there has been a lot of things that have been going on in that time frame and i would like to thank everyone that's been in my corner who has helped motivate me push me discipline me to get into this space and i just want to give a really big thank you much love much appreciated y'all are the best now that that's out the way how y'all doing there's been a lot going on it's been a minute but i'm back <laughs> i got a lot to talk about nba predictions we are two months into the association i got my predictions championship awards all-star whatever comes to mind i got it chase young deciding to stay at ohio state the problem i have not with him but the media and the narratives a new topic i've inserted is called the hot seat i don't even know who's in my hot seat this week i'ma just you know i'ma just think as i go it's been a lot that's been going on and no one is ever safe from the hot seat no one is never safe from the hot seat and some more other stuff but we all know what time it is it is your tip of the day it is the holiday season people season of giving it is also a season of getting let me rephrase that again it is the season of giving and it is also the season of getting if you sustain a major migraine because you have to guess on what a relative or a friend may like for Christmas don't get it don't get them nothing nothing it's already good enough that you get them unconditional love and support for 365 days a year now that you have to go and take a full bottle of Tylenol extra strength migraine pills to every store that you go to into the mall because you have to think long and hard about the gift that they might not like so that means you spent your long hard earned money time dedication patience and energy buying this person a gift they rolling their eyes at get my gift back and give me the receipt it's in the bag you don't get nothing you hear me as a matter of fact if anybody does that to me this year they are on gift probation let me tell you what gift probation is gift probation means you do not receive a gift for any of the major holidays that require you to get a gift it's valentine's day birthdays christmas easter yes we do give out easter baskets new years all of that black people find ways to give gifts on every major holiday so basically every holiday okay just remember that <laughs> all right we'll be right back i'm about to get swinging things let's go oh boy we are all sports fans and we live in this world so whatever team whatever sport that you root for we are all in this one big global world fueled by expectations competitions and predictions we predict everything from seedings to award winners to champions 
in the NBA, all of that stuff matters. But what's most important is the MVP race. For the first time in 11 years, that goes back to 2008, the MVP race is unpredictable. You have four candidates, maybe even five, that are bound to win MVP this year. 11 years ago, that MVP race consisted of Kobe Bryant, Chris Paul, LeBron James, and Kevin Garnett. Ultimately, Kobe Bryant would win his first MVP and will go on to lose against the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. This year, the MVP race consists of four, maybe five players. Two of them are on the same team. Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, James Harden, LeBron James, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. All in that order, as of now. When you look at guys like Giannis, averaging 30 points a game, he's second in the league in scoring behind James Harden, 12 rebounds a game. Milwaukee's the best team in the Eastern Conference, second best record in the NBA. And he's just a freak of nature. He's a machine. He really is a freak. This guy can single-handedly carry a team. This is a team who lost Malcolm Brogdon. They've been dealing with injuries. Chris Middleton just came back. And he's carrying the team on his back. Coach Brutenhoser is a great coach, defensive-minded coach. And when you have a big man that can run the floor that well, consistently on a nightly basis, that tells you something. He was the MVP a year ago. It was a lot of questions because James Harden put up some great stats. Now, I feel like a year ago it was more of a favoritism thing, just like in the past like four or five years. Giannis won because he was something new. James Harden won because he was more exciting. Stephen Curry, unanimous MVP. Russell Westbrook, the triple-double. But this year, I really feel like you really have to fight for it because everyone on this list, their teams are contenders. They're either top three or four in their conference, and they are playing good basketball. Damn good basketball. LeBron James, year 17. To me, I think this is the prime of his career. 34 years old. He will be 35 on the 31st of December. 25 points a game. He leads the league in assists. Almost seven rebounds a game. This is year 17 for LeBron. On a Lakers team stacked with future Hall of Famers. And he's doing it. He's playing the point. He's doing it all. LeBron James. He is my pick to be MVP. Best record in the NBA. His coach is runner-up for coach of the year. Chemistry is good with everybody. Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, Anthony Davis. And he just looks damn good. He looks good. LeBron looks amazing to be 34 years old. And let's not forget about his son, who's playing high school basketball at a high level. Come on. A lot of people counted him out after the first two games of the year. The first two games. When you your first two games playing with a, another superstar in Anthony Davis. Rotations has to be fixed. You got guys like Rondo. JaVale McGee, 
Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Let him figure it out. But once he figured it out, LeBron just came out of his shell and said, yo, I'm still the king of the league. James Harden. This is a guy who many call the thirstiest scorer in the league. We've never seen a score like this in NBA history. One I can come close with is Tracy McGrady, but Tracy McGrady has never done what James Harden is doing. Leads the league in scoring. His assist numbers went down. That doesn't matter. This kid can go out and score 40 and 50 points easily every night if he wanted to. If he is on the pace to average 40 points a game at the end of the year, which he possibly could, why not vote for him? I would most definitely vote for James Harden. The chemistry between him and Russell Westbrook, the Rockets formula, the iso ball. I don't know if that's going to win him a championship. I don't know if they actually need to make some changes, some roster changes, because when you watch the Rockets play, it's all ISO. It's all James. Russ will get the ball on a break. He's still going to get his his triple-double. Russ gets his stats when he needs it. James gets his stats when he wants to. He's going to get 40. Even though a lot of people disagree with the Rocket system, that guy is an MVP candidate. And if that guy can continuously average 40 points, 30 points, 40 or 50 points a game, he should be at the top of that list. Fourth, Luka Doncic. Probably the most NBA-ready prospect in the first two years of his career that we've ever seen. You can argue Donovan Mitchell, but... He really didn't do anything his second year. But Luka Doncic coming off an exciting rookie year. He won rookie of the year. He's on a quest to become MVP. He's leading that team. He's a triple-double machine. He and Luka, he and Christoph Porzingis, they have great chemistry. That Boston team has great chemistry. You damn right I vote for Luka Doncic. Yes, I like his game. He's mature to be young. He's only 20 years old. He can lead a team. He's been doing this since he was like 16 years old over in Europe. When he got drafted, a lot of people questioned him. You pick DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic? Yeah. I mean, granted, these are things you can't predict. You can't predict these things once draft night comes. Of course, you're going to pick the best player in college basketball, DeAndre Ayton. Dallas is going to pick him. We don't predict these. These are things that you can't predict. That's why it's so unpredictable. Luka Doncic is going to be the face of the league. And I see, I watch Luka Doncic play. I watch guys like him, Christoph Porzingis, Joel Embiid. Whether you know it or not, this is becoming a more international league because these international players are coming from overseas and they are dominating in the NBA. It's a, it's a great thing to see. Luca is like, I think, fourth in the league in scoring. And he's a walking triple-double, much like Russell Westbrook. This guy can play. He's mature. His team is good. Top four in the Western Conference. Even if he doesn't win this year, he's definitely going to be something serious in the future. My fifth pick is Anthony Davis. A lot of people don't don't seem to agree with me. Anthony Davis is an MVP candidate. He'll knock one of those guys off. Might be Luka. 
But Anthony Davis, he he he's so comfortable in his role in LA. He's winning. He's getting more touches, getting more scoring. He, he's he's knocking down shots. The free throws percentage then went up. Anthony Davis is the real deal in LA. I heard a lot of rumors talking about he's not comfortable being in LA. He wants to go to Chicago, all this other type of stuff. Listen, if that boy were to leave that team right now, that'd be the biggest mistake of his life. He is the best version of himself in LA. And a lot of people are saying, like, oh, he's the shadow of LeBron. No. Mm mm. He and LeBron work better together. I'm telling you. LeBron has never been on a team where he actually has another MVP candidate on his side. He's never. You can argue Dwayne Wade. But a potential MVP candidate, LeBron has never had that type of teammate on his squad. In his 17 years in the league. Never. Who's my pick for MVP right now? I would say LeBron. Because we've never seen anyone at age 34 do the things he do on the basketball court. He's still in great shape. He can run the floor just as well as he did 5, 10 years ago. Score the ball just as well as he could. Pass the ball as much as he could. He's still LeBron. But people just tried to overshadow him with guys like Giannis and James Harden because the game has changed and this is this is what it is. So people are like, no. Respect the game. Respect LeBron's game. And we can talk about other awards. Coach of the year, Frank Vogel, Mike Bootenhoser. Most improved player, definitely Brandon Ingram. Could be Devontae Graham. You know. Defensive player of the year, definitely Anthony Davis. Sixth man of the year. Uh, the guy from L.A., I can't really think of his name right now. Montrez Harrell. Great player. But you guys watch out for that MVP. The MVP race is going to be so tight this year. And I can't wait. I think we will know for sure by March who our MVP will be in the, in the league. But right now it's just it's just too it's just too close to call. Because those four to five candidates have a legit shot. Either one of those guys have a legit shot of winning MVP. Alright, we'll be right back. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to whenever you hear this podcast. My name is Sister Maddie Jenkins, and I just had to come all the way from Compton, California to talk about my Lakers on my nephew podcast. I've been a Laker fan for 55 years. Y'all, excuse me, my voice sounds so ragged. I lost my dentures on the bus. I've been on the bus for three days, and the bus hit a hump. And my teeth came out, and the, the, the bus driver said he couldn't find it. And I said, Lord, have mercy. I got to wait to go home and, and get some more dentures. But anyway, I, I've been a Lakers fan for 55 years. I love the Lakers so much, just like I love the Lord and my husband, Cletus. Even though his oxygen tank then ran out of oxygen, and he can't breathe a little bit. But I love me some Cletus. He can't talk right now. He a little tied up. But uh, I've been through it all. Showtime Lakers, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 2000s, Kobe and Shaq. I was at the finals when when that boy, what's that boy named? What's, what's the boy's name? Get your butt over here. What's that boy named? That Lou. 
that that Lou, he he got stepped over by that boy Iverson. I told Kobe, I went in in the locker room. I said, Kobe, you you better not let that boy do that to your teammate on that bench. You better go out there and you better give him, give him what you know you need to give him. You better do that work. Been do it all. Been do it all. I, I was there when 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 Kobe and them won back to back in in two thousand nine or ten. And I, I was so happy for my Lakers. I was I was so happy. We went through that slump. I, I went to the to the Greater Baptist Church of South Central. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, we don't need to go through this. Mm-mm, not again. We don't need to go through this again. And Lord, Lord, my prayers have been answered. We got that boy, LeBron James, and that fine hunk of a man, Anthony Davis. Ooh, Lord, he make me shiver. That boy make me shiver so much. I ain't shivered that much since I've been in Guam in 1953. Cletus remember that. Ooh, Lord, that was a time of my life. Just sitting in Guam with my little beard and suit on and my little sunglasses. And Cletus just came over there and said, you want a damn sugar? I said, yes, I do. And he been my man ever since then. Been riding with the Lakers ever so. But now, this year, this year been a good year. Boy, LeBron and Don James know how to pass that ball, and that boy, Anthony Davis, he know how to dunk it. Boy, I ain't never felt so good in purple and gold in my life. But that bitch, that boy, what's his name, D? Boy, get over here. I told you to get over here. You better get back over here. That What's his name? Can can Tavis call Pope? Can can Tavis call where Pope? Boy, he couldn't hit no layup to save his life. I was so mad. I said, you know what? I said, let me go in that locker room and talk to him. Let me just talk to him for a minute. One Sunday, they were playing against Sacramento King. I said, boy, listen here. My name is Matty Jenkins. I've been a Laker fan since 55 years, and I ain't never seen nobody that bad as you. We had some bad players on that team. Dick Fisher, Kwame Brown, Smoomush Parker. But you just got to be the worst. You can't hit no layups. I said, I tell you what, I invite you to the Greater, ba- Greater, Greater Baptist Church of South Central and have you pray to the Lord. Because you ain't in your right season right now. You ain't in your right season. You missing layups, airball layups, everybody laughing at you. LeBron Bernard James, Anthony Davis, uh, DeMar Cousins, all them laughing at you on the sideline. And I don't need that from you. You better than that. You red, purple, and gold. You you don't need to be rocking like that. I don't need that from you. So I'll tell you what. I'm going to take you on the church one Sunday. You ain't even going to play. you just going to go to church and you're going to pray to God. You're going to pray to him and tell him to get you out this season because you don't need that right now. Well, when I seen him play that next game against the, 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 the Dallas Mavericks, he hit that layup. I said, thank you, Lord. I said, my prayers and his prayers have been answered. Now we the best team in the Western Conference. Purple and gold. We, we, I hope we make it to the NBA championship because that boy, LeBron James, he, he, he going to be up there with Kobe and him. One of the best players of all time. And boy, I tell you, that boy, Anthony Davis, when he win that championship, I'm going to take him to Guam. And I'm going to have the time of my life, just like I had with Cletus. I'm going to get on up out your hair, boy. I'm going to get on up in there and talk to your grandmother and try some of her cornbread. I know she cut the cornbread. Ooh, that stuff be good and sweet. I'm about to get on up out here and get up, get on, get on through. Let you have your little, little, little cash pod back. All right, now. You have a blessed day. All right, y'all give it up for Miss Jenkins, amen? Hey, man, Miss Jenkins traveled all the way from Compton, California. It took her three days, but she got here safe and sound to testify against her Los Angeles Lakers. All right, now. I hope she found her teeth. She was spitting everywhere. And I hope her husband get his oxygen tank fixed. All right.
Y'all continue to pray for them. And she also told me y'all always continue to pray for the sick and shut-in. Don't ever forget about the sick and shut-in. Amen? Amen. All right, now moving on to bigger and better news. Not saying that's not big and better news, but moving on. Star defensive end of the Ohio State Buckeyes, Chase Young. It has not been confirmed, but has been reported that he has no plan on entering the NFL draft and is staying for his senior year. Now, a lot can change from now up until I think at the end of the year or the end of the season. But um, if he does decide to stay, please stay. I am speaking to you, Chase Young, from wherever I am. I am speaking to you in my microphone and say, please stay at the Ohio State University. Okay? There are three teams that are qualified to get the first overall pick in this year's NFL draft. Cincinnati Bengals, Miami Dolphins, and of course, the Washington Redskins. I wouldn't mind him going to two other three teams, but no one wants to go to Washington. You hear me? Everybody wants to leave. Ryan Kerrigan wants to leave. Vernon Davis is like 50 years old, still trying to jump over people. Half of their fans are adopted. And what I mean by adopted, they have to go out in the streets and buy people to come to the game for free so they can have a fan base on TV so it can look like they're an NFL franchise. No one wants to play for Washington, all right? Stadium all run down, just haunted with memories. I don't know what memories they have. But don't 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 risk your career and go to Washington. I'm not a Washington fan because their fan base and I have friends who are Washington Redskins fans. My granddad was a Washington Redskins fan. But their fan base out of every team in that division, their fan base is like the little brother that's always knocking on the door that wants to join the club or the cool kids or whatever the case may be, but they have nothing to prove. They have nothing to show for that they belong, like nothing. They are not a good franchise at all. I mean, they fired their head coach midseason. I mean, so did a lot of teams, Carolina Panthers, but Ron Rivera shouldn't have gotten fired, but that's a whole different story. But Washington is just a bad franchise to me, all right? Their fan base is like, oh, Philly sucks. They just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Dallas sucks. They have Super Bowls. I mean, Washington has a couple of Super Bowls too, but you guys haven't had that much success compared to the other three teams in that division in a while. You know? I mean, the Giants, they were 8-8 eight and eight a couple of years ago, and they went to the Super Bowl and beat the New England Patriots. And then they went again and beat them again. Philadelphia Eagles, like I said, they just won a Super Bowl. Dallas is a question mark, but they're Dallas. They're America's team. People respect them. No one respects the Washington Redskins. You guys try too hard with the little bit of talent that you have. The only talent you have on that team is Ryan Kerrigan, who I think will leave. He doesn't want to be there no more. The only, only good highlight you have of the year was Vernon Davis hurtling over a Philadelphia Eagle defender and taking it to the end zone, which was pretty dope. Dwayne Haskins, no comment. 
Adrian Peterson is there to be a mentor. He dealt with injuries. I don't even know who your receivers are. Even Deshaun Jackson said the mentality of that team is so bad that no matter what game they're playing, if they're up by 10, 20, they'll, they'll give up and just say bump. We'll take the loss if it happens. If we win, we win. We lose, we lose. I mean, I wouldn't want Chase Young to be there. I'd rather for Chase Young to be in Miami. At least they're losing for a purpose. Washington, you're losing for what? What are you losing for? Miami has been losing for a legitimate reason. They've been losing for years. Miami is like the Golden State Warriors of football. They're losing. They they have all of these pieces. They have all these weapons. And at one point in particular moment, that all that's going to click. And they're probably going to be the best team in AFC at some point. I don't know when, but Cincinnati. I don't I don't know what's going on with Cincinnati. It's just I think Andy Dalton's time in Cincinnati is up. A.J. Green may leave. They may be in a total rebuild since losing Marvin Lewis. But, but out of all those three teams, Washington, you are at least somewhat decent. I mean, I know y'all better than Miami. Y'all are somewhat better than Cincinnati, but y'all just don't do well for yourselves. Like, I just don't respect. I don't respect that that division in general because all the fan bases are just idiots. Sorry, I shouldn't say idiots on podcasts, but you just haven't proved anything, and it's just like, yo, why are you crying? I wouldn't want Chase Young to go there. And if his draft stock goes down and if Washington is in the same similar position they were this year, you should be thankful, Chase Young, <laughs> that your draft stock went down. You should be thankful that you don't come out of Ohio State because you don't want to go to Washington. I, I would rather you go to Cincinnati or Miami than you going to Washington. No disrespect to... Some Washington Redskins fans, like I said, I have like three friends that are Washington Redskins fans, and they are good fans. They don't really brag a lot. My granddad was a Washington fan, but like I, I know some Washington fans that are arrogant for no reason. And this is this is definitely for you. Now we're gonna come back in the hot seat. I really picked out my hot seat, and my hot seat is going to. Antonio Brown. Antonio, you know what, man? I didn't want to do anything on you because I understand what's going on. Actually, I don't understand what's going on, but we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with this hot seat. First official segment of the hot seat goes to Antonio Tavares Brown Sr. Man, I have never seen an athlete made a full of himself in the past year more than Antonio Brown. You know what? What a way to close out 2019, Antonio. What a way. Maybe when, when the clock strikes 12 on December 31st, you have come to your whole senses and realized I was wrong. Mm-hmm. 
for some of y'all who are not aware of the timeline of Antonio Brown, let me just refresh your memory. At the end of the season last year, he went out of Pittsburgh. He wanted to get traded. He had all this, this junk to talk about. Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin, the owner of Pittsburgh. All right, cool. We'll let you go. Goes to Oakland. He didn't even play a single game. He was the star of the summer. He froze his feet, showed his feet on camera. He was asked about Ben Roethlisberger by his kids, which I think was something he told his kids to do before the cameras was rolling, just to throw shade. Before the season started, him and Mike Mayock, the owner of the Oakland Raiders, watch as I say GM, I'm pretty sure I got that wrong, GM or owner, one of them, of the Oakland Raiders, threatened to punch Mike Mayock. All right, cool, Mike wasn't having it. John Gruden was like, yo, we want you here. Do you want to be a Raider? Apparently, he didn't want to be a Raider. He gets released, goes to New England. Perfect combination, right? He, Josh Gordon, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft. Scores his first touchdown against the Miami Dolphins. Cool. Bet. You thinking, all right, cool. Clean slate, new start. Nope. Gets released. Investigation comes up. He found out Robert Kraft wasn't having that. They released him. Social media was his best friend, talking all type of crap about the NFL, how the NFL is bombs, and he would never come back to the NFL. And then at some point, he came to slight, he came slightly to his senses and said, "All right, cool, I made a mistake. I want to play in the NFL again." Boom. It has just been recently reported that he has another investigation and he wants to make a rap album. Ain't nobody buying that, Antonio. Half of the people don't listen to Trippy Red. You think they're going to listen to you? Mm-mm. We ain't doing that. Antonio did what a lot of brothers can't do. Because they don't have the funds or the income or the stability to do what you did. You took a unpaid leave for the entire year. From the time you left Pittsburgh... You took an unpaid leave. You did some good things. You spent time with your family. All right, that's cool. But social media was your best friend, and you made yourself look real stupid. Really stupid. You had your girlfriend on social media. You throwing her stuff out the house. Got the police and stuff like that, making yourself look stupid again. Now you talking about you want to make a rap album. Ain't nobody going to buy it. Now you talking about working out. Different teams, cool. I mean, brother, man, you almost 31. I'm not saying that you can't play again. Could you still be one of the best receivers in the league? Yeah. But, dog, you're literally wasting time because you want people to do things your way. It's not going to work like that, Antonio. The NFL is a business. It's just not centered around one person. If that's the case, then T.O. would have got his way. Randy Moss would have got his way. Those guys were in. Similar to you, Chad Johnson as well. All the blabbermouth guys, they would have gotten their way. You think just because you that dude, you shine, you going to get your way in the NFL? No, that's not how that happens. A lot of people came before you tried to do the same exact thing, except that was not social media or it wasn't big. That's what it, what it is now. All I'm saying is 2020. When the clock strikes 12, December 31st, at 11.59, I just hope that you come to your senses. I really do. 
that you are a great NFL player. You do not need to be wasting your talent on this nonsense, on this foolishness. You need to go out there and play football and become one of the greatest football players of all time because you're on your way there. You are destroying your legacy by what you're doing right now. And it's hurting fans like me, fans who look up to you, who support you. And they just want to see you shine the right way. Because whether you know it or not, you have kids that are watching you and they're seeing your behavior on social media. And like, all right, if Antonio Brown can do it, I can do it too. You are a grown man. You got kids, bro. You have kids. Think about your kids and what they're looking at. I mean, I'm not saying you're not raising them wrong. You have kids who are not your kids, who are not in the comfort of your home, who cannot listen to the lectures that you give your own kids. They're just looking at you like, all right, cool, he's on social media, he can say what he want, boom. People are going to respect him, they do it, they get in trouble, there's nothing you can do for them, because they see you do it, you are influencing these kids. You need to be the better person come next year. All right, we back. Conclusion. And this concludes another episode of the D Low Podcast Show. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in and for your support. And I want to give a special shout out to Miss Jenkins for making a safe travel from Compton, California to be on the show today. All right. Much love to you, Miss J. God bless. As always, all criticism is good criticism because it helps you grow and not float. You dig? And a quick reminder to always spread love and peace to all those around you, including yourself. And until next time, Jeremiah 2911, peace, love, and soul. It's been your favorite first round draft pick, D'Angelo Stevenson. And until next time, I'm out. Peace. What's up, beautiful people? And welcome to episode three of the D-Lo Podcast Show. It's your favorite first-round draft pick, D'Angelo Stevenson. And this show is very special. Why? Because we are headed into a new decade, 2020. Ain't that something? This might be a year in review. In your hot seat, probably the biggest doofus of this decade. I don't know. I might do that. I should do that. Yeah, let's do that. But I really want to get in your tip of the day because since we are headed into a new decade, this is something that we really have to put aside. We really have to stick to these New Year resolutions. Key word in it is new. Year resolution. New is the key word. Athletes have aspirations and dreams to be the best. And with that becomes goals. Long term, short term, whatever the case may be, they write them down. They stick to them, they achieve them, and they move on to the next one. Don't make New Year's resolutions and you just hold off on them or just don't do them because they're just thoughts that you keep in your head that you never had the quote-unquote time, effort, or patience to do. Don't say you're going to start a YouTube channel or podcast and don't do it. Don't say you're going to lose weight and eat healthier and don't do it. Don't say you're going to kick Tyrone out your house on January the 8th Yet it's May the 15th. Your oldest son is about to graduate college. Yet Tyrone is sitting on your couch with no job, with his foot on your table like he has no home training, eating your butter pecan ice cream, which you got on sale, by the way, two for $3 at the Balo. That's your snack. You use that to watch the Lifetime Movie Network 
in the Oprah Winfrey channel, Bonanza, SpongeBob, the Disney channel. Yet he's sitting there eating a big spoon of your butter pecan ice cream, watching Sports Center, trying to relive his Pop Warner days as he complained about how his high school coach told him he wasn't going to make the football team because he was too unathletic or skinny. You better can't come out your house if that's your goal. Boo. You better Erica Badu him. You better call on Tyrone. But he ain't using your phone. Kick him out. More of the story is. All athletes have goals. Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick. He had goals and aspirations. Became one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Floyd Mayweather had to overcome all type of controversy and adversity. Became one of the best bosses of all time because he set goals for himself. Me. I ain't there yet. But I'm going to get there because I've wrote down my goals and I'm reaching them. I want to achieve them. I want to come the best that I can be. You feel me? All right. Now we'll be back.